Hey everybody, it's Mike. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mosinzia, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by international award-winning author Mia Mosinzia of Missing. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on over 40 podcast platforms, as well as HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, and TheMikeWagnerShow.com. We can be heard in over 100 countries, featuring over 1,000 well-known and amazing guests throughout the globe, and named one of the top 100 global podcasts in the New York Weekly Times, Hollywood Entertainment News, Los Angeles Weekly Times, Apple, and Chartable. So sit back and relax and enjoy another great episode of the award-winning Mike Wagner Show. From the Mike Wagner Show, powered by SonicWave Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia Missing, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. He's back by popular band, and we just inducted him to the Mike Wagner Hall of Fame, multi-award winning jazz guitarist and composer, born and raised in Olivia Tripoli, now in New Jersey. He performed with Sidewalk Symphony, the Fantasy Band, Stepping Out, the New Prince Band, and more as well, too. And um, he began with uh, Smooth Remnants, Sleepwalk, The Night Sleeps, Keep It Moving, and this guy still keeps moving. There was talk of him retiring and uh, sent a little bit of shockwaves, but he is the Tom Brady of jazz guitars. He enjoyed mm-hmm. his family contact. We have him on last, and now he's got a smooth collection. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios, somewhere in beautiful downtown New Jersey, the very multi-talented and award-winning, the very popular, and again, by packed by popular demand, and also part of the Mike Wagner Hall of Fame, Frank Piombo. Frank, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us once again. Michael, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I believe this might be the fifth time. And it never gets old. I just enjoy being in your company. Um, No, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. I said I want to thank you for having me on the show. Well, it's great to have you on board as well, too. I think I just about lost track on um, how many times you've been on and everything like that. So I I kind of feel like I'm the Tom Brady. I don't know if I'll ever retire. I'll say yes. I'll say no and everything like that. And too bad. My my woman's not named Gasell. Otherwise, I would have done this myself. So, <laughs> oh my god! I know, I know. I'm kidding. And of course, we've uh, had you on before as a multi award winning jazz guitarist and composer. And um, you talked about your amazing history, going through your time travels, and um, you also we had you on. I think your first album had what was it? The Night Sleeps. I think was that right? The Night Sleeps was that yeah, the first uh, or second? Yeah, that was the uh, the Night Speaks. Is Speaks jazz. okay. Oh, yeah, I, no. I'm I'm thinking like Tom Brady. <laughs> that was that was 2013. 2013. Oh my goodness, that is that a was, long that was time. 10 years ago, yeah. I I just this new album of mine is uh, my sixth album, so it's been 13 years since I've been releasing albums as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, prior, yeah. Prior to that, you know what I've done? I've strummed guitar for many people. Um, and I decided 13 years ago, I think it was my time to start, you know, to show my face out there. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And it's been really enjoyable. And Michael, it's people like you and other in radio stations nationally um, that support me and all my friends. You know, 
I don't call them fans anymore. I call them friends because we got we got deeper, you know. Um, and I always think when you think of a fan, you think about signing an autograph. Mm-hmm. So you know they see your you know your signature, but they really never know what you're like beyond uh, other than your music. So mm-hmm. I started a Facebook page called Friends of Frank Piombo, and we go back and forth and we talk about different things. So I think that's. That was a good thing that I've done. It brings me down to earth, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does as well, too. And, of course, um, you also had a family concept on, and uh, we talked about last time you had your yeah. family involved, and um, yeah. your biggest uh, hit was Sunset Beach to Cape and uh, everything like that. Green lights and rainbows. I mean, those are my favorites. In fact, I got to say, all <laughs> the tracks are my favorites. It's like I can't pick which one to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I, I'll, be, I'll tell you. Well, my favorite on there was uh, Love That Small Lot that I wrote for my grandchild. And that song just, it just keeps coming on. Every time I turn on iHeartRadio or Pandora, I keep hearing it. I hear it all the time. So um, all the others, like um, uh, one of the ones you mentioned, I believe I, I put it on two different albums because it was so great. Um, I, I did that song in um, honor of Cape Cod, uh, not Cape Cod, Cape May down in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's called the, you know, uh, had a few names, but the Cape is what I call it. And I, you just mentioned it. And that's just a great song. And I had Rod Williams playing saxophone on that. So it just, it just blended together, you know, mm-hmm. Sunset Beach, the, Sunset Beach. It's actually Sunset Beach, the Cape. And, I think on the first album I released that it might it might have been in 2003. Then I released again. I put it on another album. I might have you know what I do sometimes I remix things or I uh, I remaster and then release them either uh, a little bit shorter than they usually were released um, because radio stations don't like to play songs that are longer than anywhere from three and a half to three and three fourths. Oh, isn't and that sad? My goodness. It's like nowadays, it's like having a five minute song to kids these days. It's like, uh, what was it? Hearing um, Roundabout or um, say oh, yeah. Stairway to Heaven. It's like, what about, it, yes. yes. What about songs by Queen? Uh, when they first started, they didn't want to put them on the radio because one of their songs they wanted to put on there uh, was like, I think like seven, eight minutes long. And they kept going, and they finally found someone. And look at them; they, it, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. I I remember watching that movie, and uh, they I, went out with the um president was Electra Records, and then they went around yeah, and um exactly found, found a DJ. And it's like you know, all of a sudden, it's like you know, yeah. the heck with you, Electra. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that great though? That was great. But oh, yes, God. so family concept was it meant a lot to me because as I, as I told you when I was on the show. Um, it dealt with my family, okay? Um, just about every one of them. I wrote something on there for. Uh, Green Lights and Rainbows, I wrote it for my brother-in-law. I don't know if you remember. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law passed away uh, just before I released that song. Mm-hmm. A pancreatic cancer. That's my wife's brother. Mm-hmm. He never got to hear it, but I wrote it for him. And then I fa- I wrote the, the lyrics, and I had someone sing another version of it with the lyrics on it. So that meant a lot to me. And <clears throat> what I try to do on every album is is, is feature someone uh, that I loved all my life or some part of my life. Um, and then we were talking about uh, my, new, my new album, uh, Lucas, Lucas uh, Groove, uh, which is, was my dog. Oh, Luke. nice. 
Luca was our golden retriever, Michael, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. and he passed away this past May. And I was going to close out the album. I was done. And I said to my wife, I can't. I have to write a song for him. I have to write a song for him. Sure enough, Luca's Groove is on that album. And, and then what I did is I went back and remastered and I did Lucas Groove radio edit. I think that's the one I sent you. Mm -hmm, yes. That's for the radio stations. And I can talk about that a little later. Mm -hmm. So uh, that song just, just means so much. It's just <clears throat> every time I hear it, I think of Luca, you know? Yes. And, yes. Uh-huh. You know, and I, yeah. And I think as a writer, um, you have to make it meaningful to you. Every song that you write, a rest is just, it's a song. I mean, to me, I can relate to every one of my songs. I can place myself in that situation with that song. And and I hope that people that listen to it can also uh, relate to it. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly, too. And we'll be playing uh, Lucas Groove um, on the Mike Wagner Show in just one minute. We'll talk about the rest of the music. By the way, you're listening to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia molson -Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson -Zia. available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first guys. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has gotten great reviews. And Eve 11 endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manilis. So grab your copy today, Four Goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com or for 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Apple, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Also on BitChute and Rumble. Subscribe as well. Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, and take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, throw pillows, tote bags, and more. Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, including T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more, Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. And for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, and support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the multi-war-winning jazz guitarist and composer Frank Piombo here on the Mike Widener Show. And he's got that smooth collection right now. Here is Lucas Groove from Frank Piombo on the Mike Widener Show.
great song, Frank Piombo. That was Lucas Groove on the Mike Wagner show. I mean, I heard that song makes me think of my dog too. That was so touching. I love it. Um, thank you so much. You know, so basically, um, I released this album uh, in December. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to release this sooner, but because I held the back of the Lucas Groove, I released it in December. Um, I, I, I did all the arrangements on the album. Um, the production was done by no other than Joey Armenio, which I believe you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, Armenio. yes. They were, hey, I'm on my show. Uh -huh. They were on your show. So I record out of Armenio Studios here in my town. And uh, Joe also has a, a label, Armenio Records, which I'm, I'm on that label. Uh, so if you look at the back of the album, you'll see that you have the little uh, Armenio in black at the bottom, Armenio Records. Then, of course, I belong to BMI, so all songs are, are BMI. Mm -hmm. And I also belong to uh, Audio Sparks, which um, they, they take care of a lot of my music with the licensing, and uh, and they publish my music. Mm -hmm. So that's so that I wanted to uh, you know, make sure I, I put those names out there. Also... I don't know if you realize, I had 21 musicians on this album. Woo, 21. Oh, my gosh. And I think, um, who is it? Doreen was on there, too. Doreen, yes, yeah, so I get to that song in a minute. But I'm looking at it now, and I'm going like, oh, my God, I really had that many people on it. And so, you know, it, it's like um, you look at it and you go, you know, like my keyboard player, Donnie Harold, excellent keyboard player. Mm -hmm. uh, I, he worked with me for seven, eight years, you know, in New York, all over the place. Um, he's done a few tracks on this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, Sean O'Brien Smith, Mike, uh, played bass for Kenny Rogers. Oh, wow. And Billy uh, Billy Ray Cyrus for years. Oh, my goodness. For wow. years. We became friends when he did a song for me on the Nice Speaks. Mm -hmm. uh, he did a song for me in there. And ever since 2013, we've been friends. Uh, so he moved from Nashville to Florida. Every wow. once in a while, he'll call me and say, Frank, get your guitar and come down here. We could do some music. And uh, I love to do that. But, Michael, I don't know um, if I have it in me to perform live anymore uh, because uh, I have a bad back. It's hard for me to stand up for in a particular amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm ruling out surgery, but it might end up being going that way one day. I don't know. Right, so, yeah. I feel really more comfortable. I think I got that all out of my system. Uh, writing, mm -hmm. you know, writing music for uh, for myself and for people. I, I put it out there. So um, this album really was exciting to me. Uh, I, I had a, a great review on this album. Uh, what I'll do, I'll send you the review one day. It's really long. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to it. I love when you send me stuff, Frank. Keep going. Keep going. Do not stop, please. Don't. No, no. no I, you know, it's people like you to keep me going, you know. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll, um, I'll email you that review so you can look at it for yourself. It was really lengthy and it's really uh, it hit the core of this album, which I was so happy about. <clears throat> so anyway, um, lots of musicians in there. I mean, I can name more. If, if we had the time, I would, but mm -hmm. uh, so, so Lucas Groove, let me tell you what's happening with that. So on May 1st of this year, um, we're going for ads with that song. 
Wow. We're trying to get it on a billboard. We'll see what happens. So I um, I hired a great radio uh, promoter from, from Vegas. It's uh, His name is Jason Goroff. Uh, so it's Goroff Music Marketing. Mm-hmm. It's going to market it for six weeks, starting May 1st, uh, national radio all over the country. And um, Alan Kep- Kepler, which uh, is in charge of Smooth Jazz Network, one of the biggest networks in jazz, um, I'm going to be in his Beats magazines. Nice, to- nice. Yeah, so he's going to promote me as well. So between the two of them, I'm crossing my fingers because this is, to me, that song means so much to me. And I think if if I connected with Luca through this, and uh, and I could connect to the uh, to the people listening to this song, I'm hoping that if I do get something out of this, it it would be for my dog, if anyone else for my dog. So um, that's why it means so much to me, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly does as well too. So uh, was he up in uh, doggy having Luca? And then I've got a couple of my dogs up there, and uh, I've got a. Beagle boxer named Molly and uh, she's four years old. And, um, and of course, you know, I'm sure she'll last long, but one day she might go to doggy heaven too. So, uh, you know, as they say, all dogs go to heaven. And of course we like to get up there one day and pet our loved ones too. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go over that bridge and just play with them, you know? Oh, there you go. You know, throw a ball, throw a bone, fetch and everything one last time. Yeah. That that would be so great. Wouldn't that be so great? Oh, that would. Yeah. Yes. That's right. I would love it. Mm-hmm. And and of course, you know, many of us would be dancing in Barcelona right now. And that's one thing I love to do right now is dancing in Barcelona. That song. That's the second song on the album. And it is funny because um, my daughters, Veronica and Lauren, last year, they went to Spain. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. And they came home and they bragged about it. They showed me pictures. <laughs> so I said, wow, man. Bossanova. Let me let me see. I've never done a Bossanova. Let me release it. So I put that out as a Bossanova. I re- released the first as a single. Mm-hmm. The single actually has a picture of Spain. Okay. If you go to iTunes, Apple Music, all that, you'll see the single with this section of, of Spain. It's real popular. I don't forget what it's called. Um, it's got all these different colors. And so I did that. And then um, a friend of mine, um, do you remember a group called The Happenings? Yes, I do remember them. See you in September. Mm-hmm. That's what, see you. So Bob um, Bob Kulak is, uh, was with them for over 30 years. He retired last year um, uh, because he didn't want to travel as much. So he's doing his own solo things. So uh, I wrote lyrics for this one. Uh, it didn't make it on this album because... The timeline, I couldn't get him to get it done before uh, my timeline ran out. So I said to Bob, I said, Bob, let's do it later on this year. I'll release it as a single. Mm-hmm. So he's looking forward to it, and so am I, because you know what? Bob is a great singer, and he's going to do it justice to that song, and I just can't wait. I'm so excited, you know, for that. Mm. And certainly I'm excited as well, too, indeed as well, too. It has to be done in the middle of the night. We can do so as well. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, going to three song number three, middle of the night. Mm-hmm, yes. That song was also released. <clears throat> I believe it might have been two third two thousand thirteen or on the Keep It Moving album. I'm not yes, sure. It, yes, it is. That's right. Right. So here's the way that my mind works. My mind works is that 
um, 13 years ago, a friend of mine, Mike, said to me, look, I wrote some lyrics to a song. They're uh, not happy lyrics, but it's a personal thing. And I was wondering if you could put them on a song for me, on an album. And I said, let me, let me see what I can do. So 13 years later, I couldn't find anybody. Mike, I tried three, I tried by five different singers. Wow. None of them can pull it off for me. None of them. I turned to Doreen Armenio, mm -hmm. Joey's wife. She yes, says, great lady. She says, give me that. Give me, a, give me a few days with that. You know what? If you heard it, she put it down and it sounds so romantic. And the, song is, the song is about a young lady that is is seeing a gentleman that's married, okay? Mm -hmm. And in the night, he would get out and just go home to his wife. So, she, you know, and within that period of time, she would get upset, like thinking that he might come back. And towards the end of the song, she faces reality <clears throat> that if he doesn't, she's got to go on with her life. Mm -hmm. And that's what that song is about. Everything was happening in the middle of the night. I released it originally as an instrumental. It did very well. I had some... Uh, Sam Hankins playing trumpet on there. Excellent, excellent musician. Um, a, a lot of really great people on that. So that's what that's, I looked at it and I said, you know, let me do something that no one else is doing. And, you know, changing changing instrumentals to vocals and, and back and forth. Actually, in the review, the gentleman gives me credit for doing that. He goes, I don't know of anyone that's taking songs and flipped them from an instrumental to a vocal and from a vocal to an instrumental. So I guess I must be one of the few <laughs> that does something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of my favorite songs. It's very, it's Latin, it's sensual, it's it's romantic. It's what everybody wants to hear, I guess. <laughs> oh, very indeed. Yes. And I'm looking forward to it. And of course, you know, very romantic. I feel like a shining star when I think about it. Shining, shining star. star. I, like I feel so romantic about it. I know. It. You feel like a shining star. So, that is what a segue. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, what? I think I think I have your music for segues as well, too. We'll talk more about that. It's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know something? I, I could use your music for a commercial, but of course, I do got to talk to you about it. Oh, wait, we have to talk about it later, but go ahead. I mean, you're still a shining star. Eh? Shining star is great. I, I didn't steal that name from earth wind and fire by the way ah darn it darn it that's one of my so, favorite groups yes isn't it really so this is the way this goes so sandy random mm -hmm. i love him he's the last 16 17 years i studied jazz with him mm -hmm. uh, and and every so once in a while he would say to me this is a long story wait for this he would say to me frank Am I chopped liver or something? And I said, <laughs> I said, Sandy, what do you mean? He goes, Well, you're putting on all these albums and I'm not on one of them. I says, Well, first of all, I've asked you a few times. And every time I've asked you, you were doing something or you couldn't make it, or boom, boom, boom. Anyway, we finally agreed on him doing this song. So I I dragged him. Well, we rehearsed it because in the melody part is harmony, the guitar is in there. So I said, look, I'm going to let you do the solo on that guitar. He goes, are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, do the solo. So if you listen to the solo, he's playing uh, um, 
he's playing a, a great oh my god i wish he had his guitar he wouldn't he wouldn't lend it to me he thought i was going to drop it or something it's nylon strings okay mm -hmm. so he does all that kind of stuff it's very it's very almost it the song is a little funky but his i think his his solo is more like a latin kind of feel to it mm -hmm. so it kind of blended together with the song really well and at the end guess who's playing saxophone on that who joe arminio Oh my goodness! Stays in the family, which is good. Yeah, he's done a lot of work for me. Uh, Doreen and Joey's helped me out a lot uh, with their talents. It's not only in the recording studio, but also on my tracks. So, uh, Shining Star is dedicated to Sandy, featuring Sandy Aranda. Um, and let me tell you a little story about Sandy. Mm -hmm. when Sandy was six or seven. He was an actor. He was uh, really on TV. He's been on the Phil Silver Show. He's been on the Honeymooners. Mm -hmm. he, did, he did the only original Honeymooners show. There was a vocal one. There was they that Audrey sang through it, sang with him. It was supposed to be in, done in Italy, and mm -hmm. little Sandy must have been ten years old in that and sang with Audrey Meadows on oh, stage. Wow. Yeah, and he's got that video, and he showed. He said to his father, because he could have gone on, he could have gone further out with music." I mean, with the entertainment business for his acting. He didn't want to do it. He said to his father, I just want to play guitar. So mm -hmm. he studied with Justin Norella, which was one of Frank Sinatra's guitar players. And uh, he studied with him for a while. And he actually wrote a book with him. Mm -hmm. So he wrote a book. And <laughs> I was fortunate enough to get him about 17 years ago, mm -hmm. which was later in my life. I mean, I studied with others with no one like him. Um, I tried to get him when I was in my 20s. He's too busy. Couldn't fit me in there. But later on, here, there we are. We are. So we're really good friends. He's my mentor. He's my teacher. He's my friend. Shining star. Yes, indeed. A shining star, indeed. And of course, you know, going from the shining stars to shooting stars, and one of them just happens to be in Lover's Paradise, or is it a Love's Paradise? It's like, you know, going from the shining star to paradise, it's like, boy, I'm in heaven with this already, Frank. <laughs> that song is that song is the only cover song on that album. Uh, it, was, it was written by Joe Sample. I, mm, I remember, yes. Joe Sample was with the um, Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then he went solo and he started. I love this song. And my keyboard player, Donnie Harrell, I was talking about him before. He does the piano solo on there. So if you listen to it, it's somewhat identical to Joe Samples, which is hard to duplicate, but he pulled it off. And, nice. And, and the bass player on there, oh, Lucas Groove and Los Paradise, same bass player. Sean O'Brien Smith, that was for Kenny Rogers. Oh, wow. Yes. Kenny yeah, Rogers. both of those tracks. Both of those tracks. Uh, he was with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, toured, the, the, toured everywhere with him when he lived in Nashville. Um, and then he decided to move to Florida. So that, that, I love that song. And like I said, I try on every album, I always try to put one cover song to play homage to one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So we, we had all that th at there, too. And of course, you know, we're here with Frank Piombo here on the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international war ring author, Mia Molsonzia. And of course, we're here with uh, Frank Piombo with a smooth collection as well, too. And Frank, talking to you, this is smooth as it gets. Oh, uh, you're, you're as smooth as it gets. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
it, you have it in front of me like I do. <laughs> I, I I have it right here, and I and, I, and, and of course this is an audio version of the Mike Wagner Show. And of course, if you want, to just imagine yourself. I, I got the CD in hand as well too, and you yeah. can uh, and Frank will tell you um how, how to how to purchase the CD and how to pick it up, buy for a loved one and everything. And of course, you know you can say yeah, this release is smooth as it gets. As smooth as it gets. So as smooth as it gets. I put that song out with um, with uh, Rod Williams, good friend of mine. We kind of wrote it together. He's a saxophone player, smooth jazz. He can't get any smoother than him. Mm -hmm. so in 2013, when I released the Nice Speaks, I needed another track, so I went to his house and we recorded the song. The only problem is that when I re when I released it back then, it was six minutes long. Oh wow! Yeah. So you see a radio edit next to it. I chopped two minutes off of that. Mm hmm. Uh, yes, I yeah, I noticed that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anytime you see radio edit, something's been done with the length of the song. So I had to do that because um I, I love that song. That was one of my first songs. Actually, I was driving home. Um, I was driving home from his house and we were trying to think of a name for the song. You remember that move Jack Nicholson as good as it gets? Yes, as good as it gets. I remember that. Yeah, so I'm driving home and I, I'm going, I'm banging my head. I'm going, we need an A for the song. So I'm thinking, well, it is smooth and it's not going to get any smoother. How about as smooth as it gets? And Ross said, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> but I got the idea from, from that movie, As Good As It Gets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I quite didn't steal it because I, I put smooth in place of it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh that's my gosh yes I, that's <laughs> really smooth of you very <laughs> clever indeed <laughs> right exactly so that's how that came about and you got a segue for that one <laughs> well actually i, I, I was going to do it with love but then we're here with um frank bm of the mike wagner show and we're doing this with our love and of course our love to you frank and all what you do uh our love was originally a vocal tune mm -hmm. my good friend angela uccello um, put out and that was probably on my 2010 album so I said to myself our love okay let's see if I can get that into an instrumental so I called my sax player Mike uh, Michael Mahadeen I said Michael what do you think uh, you think you can do something with this song he goes give it to me let me give it a shot <laughs> it took him about two days and he sent it back to me and I loved it I fell in love with it I'm playing rhythm on that and stuff, but he's done, he does all the solo parts in there. He overdubs the sax parts, harmony with the sax parts. Uh, it came out really, really nice. So um, so that's another song I hear that it was originally a vocal tune that I changed it to an instrumental tune. Okay? Nice. So middle of the night was an instrumental and I changed it to a vocal song. Crazy like that, Mike, sometimes, you know? Yes, crazy indeed as well, too. And of course, you know, listen to all this music makes me want to do an island dance as well, too. I've been wanting to do it with my wife. An island, island dance. You gotta have that. I love island dance, reggae, and it's not smooth jazz, but you know what? During COVID, I needed to do something different. I was mm -hmm. going nuts. I was in the house, couldn't walk out the house. All I was thinking about is drinking some pina coladas on some island. Uh, I didn't care which island it was. So I sat there and I came out with a melody. And then I went, Dum, so I, I got in touch with my nephew. I said, look, um, Nino, he does all my drum tracks. I said, Nino, 
I need a reggae beat, a real nice one. Just send it to me. Get it done and send it to me. He goes, what speed do you want? I said, nice and quick. I don't want anything that drags. <laughs> so I think he put it either in 90 beats per minute or 100 beats per minute. Um, so I got a hold of it, and um, I got in touch with um, with Tom Jacobson. He's uh, one of the guys that helps produce my songs. He's uh, a partner of Joey's. Uh, he plays keyboards. He helps me out with a lot of stuff. He does all my horns and all my uh, my strings for me, for my songs. Anything you hear horns on strings, Tom Jacobson does. Nice. And don't call him Tom. He likes to be called Jake. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I said to I said to, uh, to to Tom, I said, look, I want you to play something that's going to sound like steel drums. And he does it all on his keyboard if you listen to the song. Mm-hmm. And, and the bass, he put the bass in there. He put a real nice reggae bass in there. And, his, and it just came out just so beautiful. You know, I'm I, and I got everybody dancing in my house. I'm saying if everybody in my house is dancing, I hope anybody who listens to this will dance also. So I, I had to put that, even though it doesn't fall into smooth jazz, I didn't care. I just wanted to put that out there. So that's why Island Dance is on that album. It, COVID kind of did that. Mm -hmm. right yeah and of course you know i'd be dancing right right now too and of course i like to be dancing from dusk to dawn that's my favorite yeah well that's you know that's i don't know i i I think i was in one of those gloomy uh middle you know in the night where everything was you know you watch the sun come up you watch the sun go down and i was like very bluesy i felt very bluesy during that song that song was also cut down from almost five minutes to three minutes and 42 seconds. Wow. It was, it was long. The only good thing out of this song is, I don't know if you heard of Kim Scott. Kim, Kim Scott, Scott yes. Mm-hmm. is a billboard. Now, she gets, every song she puts out is on billboard. But she did this, this song when she was just starting out as an independent artist. And I, I, I reached out to her and she said, I'll do it for you. So that flute solo on there is Kim Scott. That's her signature. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good. That's a really good one as well, too. And um, are there any other songs you like to um add, talk about, or if there's something you haven't released, or you know anything coming up uh with you um you know as we speak right here on the Mike Wagner Show? Well, my mind is always going. You know, um, mm-hmm. um, um the the dancing in Barcelona. We're definitely going to work on that with Bob uh, um, within the next month or two. Um, and trying to get it in this, in, into the studio and record that, and then I'll release it as a single. But what I really wanted to do, Mike, and I need to talk to you about, I, I want to write a book. Oh, yes, yes. You know something? I, I think we can uh, have that on, on the next um, y- you know, episode of the Mike Wagner Show. Like they say, stay tuned. What will Frank do? What will Mike do? Just stay yeah. tuned. Same bat time, same bat channel, except we're not in yeah. danger by any of the jokers or, or, yeah. or penguins so, or something. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I thought about it. Everybody's writing. Joe Armenius just wrote a book. It's got to be about 500 pages. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great one. I loved it. Was it? Um, yeah. What was it? Uh, <laughs> was it 60, 60 seconds? I, oh, I, I think my mind's going through a lot of stuff. I could do a little cachet yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I have that much information to write that many pages, but I want to be at least 200, 250. So my story, Michael, you know that I was born in uh, in uh, North Africa, correct? You know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I 
I really, I want to write, I want to name the name of my book, Across Three Continents, because I lived for about six and a half years in North Africa. Then I lived in, uh, in Rome, my mother's town, for a year. So there's a lot of stories to tell of those two places so far. And then I came to the United States when I was seven and a half years old. You know, I, um, I struggled through school not knowing the language. I didn't really learn how to speak English until about two years after that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, back then, they didn't have, like, uh, Italian as a second language. You know, it just... It didn't happen mm -hmm. or, like or, or ESL and everything like that. Yes, English no ESL, is like language. Nothing. Yes. So you kind of learned it on the street and then whatever the teachers can help you with. But most of the teachers were a second, uh, three, third generation Italians. They really didn't speak that much Italian. So I finally got through that. Uh, it took me a while. And, uh, uh, and then when I got to high school, my, you know, my pr the principal was a good friend of the family. He said, Frank, what are you going to do with your life? I said, I'm, I'm going to go into the Navy. Mm -hmm. He goes, you can't. The Vietnam War was going on. He goes, what are you, what are you out of your mind? Don't, don't do that. Try college. I says, where am I, I going to college? I have no idea. I never even thought about it. He goes, go to a community college, do two years there, then transfer to a four-year college. So uh, he picked up the phone, <laughs> I swear, right in front of me, in the office. He called um, Essex County College. He goes, I have an enrollee for you. Give him the name. He goes, Frank, tomorrow go down there and register. You're in. Nice. That's nice. Is that easy? Oh, wait, it gets better. <laughs> so I finished two years. I go see him again. He goes, where do you want to go now? I said, well, you know, I like a few uh, state universities. Uh, uh, he goes, did you ever think about William Patterson? And I said, no. He goes, he's got a good program there. So he picks up the phone, he calls the registrar. Next thing I know, I'm in William Patterson for four years. So I got my, my bachelor's uh, in um, elementary education. Um, I taught school for 30 years. <clears throat> the last 15 years, I uh, got my master's in mathematics. And I, and I, I serviced teachers. I worked for the Office of Mathematics. Mm -hmm. That's 15 years of my career, servicing teachers within... Uh, the district that I worked in, and I retired uh, uh, in 2011 to pursue this music thing full time, and that's that's what happened from that point out. I don't know if I ever mentioned it to you, but that's a great part of my life, and I just don't want to leave that out, you know. Right, yeah, and it's also really important too. It's also common to have uh, two careers at the same time, and it's still prevalent these days. Yes, having two careers at the same time. What's unfortunate in society is like they try to pigeonhole into one thing, and I've always told people. I mean, many of us have been dual career for a long time. I mean, when you're music artist or whatever, it's just like, you right. know, you always have something to fall back on. And of course, you know, you'll learn how to be creative as well. Yeah. Well, well, I can remember being 17. My father said, uh, so what are you going to do with your life? I said, what do you mean, dad? You see, I play the guitar, right? He says, you want to be a musician? And just like that, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, okay. Uh, what kind of income are you? Do you have a steady job? I said, no. Nah. He goes, uh, what about when when you retire? You're going to have any, you know, well, you know, pension or you have to keep your own. I said, I said, well, I'm not really sure about that. He goes, you're not sure about. It. So you haven't done your homework. I said, well, 17 years old, who does their homework? So anyway, I, I mean, does anybody do their homework these days? <laughs> does anybody do? So he said, I said, what do you think I should do? He goes, get a degree in something, <clears throat> do that job 
do what you love on the side, get your pension, get whatever you need, Social Security after that. You'll have it made as far as money goes. Then when you're ready, just do music full time. I I never listened to my father, but I was I pray every day that I'd listen to him that day. You mm-hmm. know, I hope he's he's listening to me because in heaven, because everything I do, everything I've done since he passed away has <laughs> been for him. Every album I released here is all dedicated to my dad. All of it. Mm-hmm. Every award I ever received, I always kiss it up to God and, and give give my father a hug for me. Because if it weren't for him, he was my first manager in the music business. I was 13 years old. He'd take me to a house in a garage, practice with people. He stayed there for three hours and then take me back home. Nice. Right? That's That's a dad. I mean, that's a dad, you know, and I can never forget that. Uh, so uh, I have to give him a lot of credit for where I am today. And I have to give a lot of credit to people like you, Mike, uh, that can put me on this type of show and people can hear me, hear my voice, know my story. <clears throat> and um, it's just unbelievable. It's just, it's just I, you have to give you a lot of credit. So I really pay homage to you as well. And others, you know, radio stations, they take a chance for you and play your music. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I've just been blessed. You know, am I making millions? No, but I don't care to do that. I just need to touch somebody with my music. I don't care if it's 100 people. I, don't, I really don't care. I don't need to touch hundreds and thousands and thousands because, you know, sometimes you go that route, it doesn't end up, end up nice for you. So I'm happy to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And, and very happy to have you always on the Mike Wagner show as well, too. You've always been a great friend, even before the Mike Wagner show started as well, too. And um, it's true. It's true. It, it always humbles uh, to new beginnings and everything. I'm very touched and just very blessed to have you on and um, definitely have you back and let us know when you're ready to write a book. And if you maybe have a couple of songs you want to put out there just for fun, you know, you can do that as well, too. So you're always welcome to come back on, Frank, and you're always in the Mike Wagner <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's, it's, it oh, is official. <laughs> I, I thank you. You know, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I, I am in the uh, Indian Music Hall of Fame in California, and I was nominated twice in the uh, East Coast Music Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. I was actually there this past June that had a big to-do. Let me tell you a quick story about that. I'm sitting uh, in the auditorium watching this the concert of all these different artists and Tony Orlando's in the audience. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony Orlando's walking up to leave and I'm sitting right there and he stops dead and turns around and stares at me with a stare that could have, like he knew me all his life. Oh, wow. Some people said to me, Frank, do you know that you look a little bit like Freddie Prince? <laughs> and Freddie Prince, Michael, I'm not kidding. They were so tight. When he passed away, Tony was like beside himself. He had to, he, he had to pick himself up. They were really good friends. And Tony, Freddie Prince, uh, he passed away. I'm not sure how. It was, but anyway, he might. Somebody said he might have thought you were him because he st- like nobody stops dead and turns around and stares at somebody. So as he stared at me, I said, Tony, nice to meet you. I'm one of the honorees. Can I take a picture with you? So I have a picture with him and I. I'll send you that too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. Isn't that yeah. something? And you got to think there's some kind of force that brought him there. Just, I mean, it was amazing. 
Like he didn't know me from Adam, but he thought he did. Mm-hmm. Well, he thought he did. And he had a smile like he knew me. And I, I wanted to say him, maybe we don't do it. Maybe we know each other. I don't know from somewhere else or a connection, you know, but I don't want to bring any of that stuff up. So I left it alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's a really good story as well, too. And I mean, yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh, just so yeah. amazing. <laughs> I put that in my book. There you go. And we'll have you on next time on the Mike Wagner show uh, talking about your book. And I was going to ask what you got coming up. I think you just answered that question yourself, Frank. You saved me all the time right there. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I know. I'm just kidding with you. Well, no, Mike, what- whatever, whatever, goes, whatever goes for you goes great with me. There you go. That's right. And of course, once again, we're with uh, Frank Piembo with the Smooth Collection featuring Lucas Groove. You just heard on the Mike Widener show talking about every single track on there. And uh, you know, I forgot to mention to before we go as well, too. And um, where can we find your CD at Nolly Music? I forgot to ask that question. Well, you know, you can you can buy the tracks individually, the whole album digitally um, at Apple Music, Amazon, MP3. Uh, or you can stream it at all streaming platforms such as Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, which you deal with. I know a lot. Uh, so those places or any others that I can't think of right now, uh, you can find my music. We will certainly do so as well. Once again, Frank Piembo by Poppy Demand on the Mike Wagner Show. Frank, it's always great to have you on and always a big thank you for your time and always looking forward to having you again soon. Always keep me up to date. Always keep me in touch. And I'm definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to having you on, not just soon, but very, 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 very soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, always. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia. He is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show. Brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mosin-Zia of Missing and powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms and, of course, on the MikeWagnerShow.com, HamiltonRadio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at the MikeWagnerShow.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>